that's what makes us tough. We keep a coming. We're the people that live. They can't wipe us out. They can't lick us. The change has started, and the change in Detroit is real. We're back! Yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Detroit, Michigan! Here, you can actually see what you do affect a great American city, and it's, it's hopefully historical comeback. Welcome into Opportunity Detroit. Hi, this is Paul W. Smith. On the program, we're going to catch up with Tricia Stander and Tammy Eugenio, the owners of Three Dogs, One Cat. Aaron Rustand, owner of Essence by Noble. Anthony, or we like to say Tony Sacco, the operating partner of Moots Pizzeria and Bar. And Ange Adamak, the executive director of Arts and Scraps. It's all about Opportunity Detroit. Michigan. It was, I think, maybe a couple of years ago that we first, I don't know if stumbled is the right way to put it, but when we first became aware on Opportunity Detroit uh, of a company whose name was so unique, I remember it so well. That's how I remember for sure we did this, at least in the last couple of years. Three dogs and one cat. Three Dogs, One Cat is the name of the business that Tricia Stander and Tammy Eugenio started. Uh, I don't know, I, I actually more than a couple of years ago. It was like 2012 that you started the business, right, Tricia? Correct. We started um, up in 2012 is when we opened up our business in the Eastern Market District um, of Detroit. And I, I mentioned before we came on the air, Tammy, I'd wondered if if it was back then, if it was two dogs and one cat or one dog and one cat, but you've assured me it's always been three dogs, one cat. It has. You are correct. And I know you've explained it to me before, but explain to our WJR Opportunity Detroit listeners now where that name came from and what it means. Well, initially, um, as we were trying to come up with some ideas, um, we just came up with the idea that, you know, between the, the... the owners that we had three dogs and one cat, and um, we thought it was quirky enough to grab some attention, um, but it also um, just made a lot of sense for for what we were trying to to do. Yeah, yeah, great. And and Tricia, uh, you continue to carry a variety of dog and cat products, from what I remember, treats, apparel, food, and toys. But over the years, you've you've expanded your product line. We have. Um, it's been a real process for us over the last almost 10 years now. Um, as we've kind of evaluated our customers' needs as they come in, uh, we found that we have so many visitors um, to the Eastern Market that we kind of tried to expand into carrying a lot of Detroit products. And we got into a partnership um, a couple years ago with Inc. Detroit, other partnerships with local um, vendors. And we carry a a full line of um, Detroit products, uh, people products, um, home decor, and um, a lot of gift ideas for the pet lover. And so we've kind of gone from, yes, we still carry a huge array of toys and apparel and um, treats, but we also, as I said, have gotten into this, expanded into this other area, and we're really enjoying it. I suspect that the, uh, if we're looking for silver linings uh, and any good news that can come out of the pandemic, this was a 
was a the pandemic did not hurt you, I guess is the better way for me to put it. Yes, I think um, I think we came out of the pandemic pretty well. Um, we, we went with a couple different strategies as we were trying to get through it because it was very challenging. But we um, with the supply chain issues that we've had and all a lot of businesses have had, we've kind of pivoted to even more local um, buying more local um, because we don't have those shipping um, issues and um, the cost that it that have been rising. Um, and so we, we kind of gone to trying to carry as many local products as possible. And it's really, it's wor- really worked well. It has, it has. Indeed. Uh, and, and Tammy, uh, I, I suspect, uh, being a part, uh, early on and participating in the downtown Detroit holiday market, which is uh, markets, which are underway and you're participating in has helped tremendously as well. It really has. Um, you know, it's, it allowed us, you know, to really reference our store here in the Eastern Market. Um, so people were coming in and uh, they were getting excited about what we had to offer. And we were able to let them know about what, you know, what we have here as well. So I think the just being able to let people know that we do have a storefront and, um, you know, we offer even more products than what we could down there. So it has introduced us to many many new customers, new friends, and also new vendors who came in and said hello and and let us know that they had products that we might be able to use in the store. So it's opened up many, many doors for us. We're spending some time with Tricia Stander and Tammy Eugenio, owners of Three Dogs, One Cat. Tricia, you worked for Chrysler in the purchasing department for 14 years uh, Tammy, you had both banking and merchandising experience, and, and in the, you both had a lot to lose, is I guess what I'm saying. You both had to look at your lives, look at your jobs, knowing that there was some comfort in that stability, and saying, you know what, let's go for it. Now, how important was it for both of you to make that decision, knowing you were joining your sister, something we haven't revealed until just now, that you are sisters that started this business. First you, Tricia. Well, I think that, you know, Tammy and I have been, uh, we live close together. We're, we were raised in the Detroit area, and I think it was kind of a dream of ours always to work together and open up a business. And we started to, um, early on, we started, we would always be interested when a business went up for sale. We'd go look at it. We'd talk about it. Um, but it was scary for us because we did have more permanent jobs at the time. But we also had younger children, and we were trying to work through schedules and being at their sporting events and, and their school functions. And that nine to five job often got in the way. And so in some ways we were thinking that we were going to, um, this was going to be something that would allow us more flexibility with a younger family. And uh, it has at times, but it's also, um, you know, brought us to this point where we did open the business and, and we're pretty pleased at the way it's been going. Good for you. And in your words, Tammy? Well, I think everything, you know, everything Trisha said, you know, I agree with. I know for each of us and, and for, you know, mothers of, of young children, um, you know, nothing's better than being able to bring your children to work with you and to have them part of what you do. Um, and they, as my, our children were growing, they were very much involved in, in this as well. So we were given a lot of opportunities to have this quality time with them um and it's 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 you know the hours obviously are much longer and um but 
we feel very dedicated to this um, as a family and and uh, and to a business, and and it's just been a great opportunity for us. Excellent. What would you uh, uh, back to you, Tricia? What would you say? Um, some of your favorite products uh, from Three Dogs, One Cat would be? Well, I think some of our, Tammy and I probably have very similar um, likes as far as these products are concerned. We um, we have a few products that we brought in that we've kind of designed ourselves. We have like Detroit seatbelt collars that we've added new designs and colors over the years. We have some products that we've worked with Inc. Detroit uh, to produce some, some Detroit-based uh, dog um, hoodies and, Bandana. and bandanas, things like that. But I think deep down, probably our favorite products are those that we've brought in that kind of support what our mission is here. And um, we brought in um, some some vendors that give back mm-hmm. to shelters, um, that give back to different causes. Mm-hmm. And I, Tammy, I think you've got a couple of them in mind. Yeah, we just, you know, we've got a company called Browns and Hounds um, that uh it's a coffee company, but 25% of their earnings go back to shelters and uh, dog and, and pet rescues. And um, there's also, we have Beer City Dog Biscuits, which are right out of Grand Rapids. And uh, they support a vocational training for adults and with developmental disabilities. Hmm. Um, so we definitely have tried to... Um, do is bring in as many of those type of uh, products, and it's it's a joy for us to sell them. The the downtown Detroit Holiday Market's uh, very active right now. You're a part of that. How else can our WJR Opportunity Detroit listeners uh, reach out to you, do business with three dogs and one cat? Well, um, it, besides being a part of the holiday markets, which we're we're very thankful, um, Bedrock has done just a real a bang up job this year. The um, the environment down there, everything is is really wonderful, and uh, we, we're meeting a lot of new customers. But we also, you know, coming in and supporting us at the Eastern Market, we do have a storefront. We're across from um, the parking structure. We're at two seven one four Riapal, and. Stopping in when you're down at the markets and, and visiting us and seeing our products. And um, also, you know, the, you can obviously go online and take a look at our website, order products off there. But we're very much um, a kind of an in-person shopping we experience. Are, are, yeah. You really want people to come in and see you, that yeah. in-person thing. Once you touch it and you realize it's for your pet, you're going to go for it. I understand. I understand right. the yeah. emotional sell if you will. Yep. I asked you this first time we talked. Between the two of you, how many dogs and cats do you have? <laughs> well, at this point in time, we actually have three dogs. And unfortunately, the, we don't have a cat right now. <laughs> but we are we are always open. Um, but yes, and, and our family is growing with our children and their dogs. <laughs> now they're right. getting dogs. So actually, right. if you add that in, there's like actually six dogs now. So right. that's a Yep. I didn't mean to confuse anyone. The store still is three dogs, one cat. The yeah, founders yeah. and owners, sisters, Tricia Stander and Tammy Eugenio. Thanks so much, guys. Oh, thank, thank you. you. It was wonderful talking to you. As we continue on Opportunity Detroit. Finally, on Opportunity Detroit, we find ourselves with Aaron Rustand. Aaron is the owner of Essence by Noble. Welcome to the program, Aaron. 
Hey, how's it going? It's going well. Tell me how it's going for Essence by Noble. Tell us about what you're all about. Uh, so Essence by Noble is a Detroit-based ba- uh, bath and beauty company. But also it's our idea that people can create something and enjoy something that in the end will not make a lasting harmful impact on the planet as well. The idea then specializing in handmade soaps and other natural personal care products with that focus on sustainability. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. We carry uh, products that are all biodegradable, 100% biodegradable. And uh, we use uh, plastic-free containers on our lip balms and deodorants as well. So what you're saying is they're all biodegradable, meaning the products and the packaging, everything is all biodegradable. Yep, absolutely. Everything is biodegradable. Aaron, tell us about your background. How did you come to uh, Essence by Noble? Uh, So, like, I was raised in Minneapolis, and uh, that's where Jay and I met. And uh, so Minneapolis is where we started the company. But this is where she first lived when she moved from the U.K., so, um, and with her family still living here, Detroit was always on our minds. Um, naturally, with us moving here, uh, we uh, had to pack up our small business and take it with us. So, like, Minneapolis is part of our story, but now we're really excited that Detroit is part of our story, too. Well, that's a big deal here on Opportunity Detroit, obviously. People finding the opportunity in whatever it is they're doing and, and realizing Detroit is a wonderful place to uh, start and run a business, and we're hoping that is certainly the case for Essence by Noble. Now, do you make all of your products, and and if so, or even if not, where are your products made? Uh, yeah, so we make all of our bath and beauty products. Uh, we do carry other products that are uh, industry adjacent, sort of like soap dishes and shaving items and stuff. But all of the Essence by Noble products are handmade by us here in Detroit. Ah, Detroit. So that's uh, certainly good news. We love that. And what would you say makes your products different from, in this case, other soap companies? Uh, Well, from other soap companies, um, I'd say we don't use any animal fats or animal milk. That makes us, uh, sets us apart from some. But I think uh, the bigger thing that sets us apart, even from a lot of plant-based companies, is that we are 100% palm oil-free, palm-free, and all of our products are sold in biodegradable packaging. I would figure that that would play a big role, 100% biodegradable. But tell me, educate me and our, our WJR Opportunity Detroit listeners about the reason why you proudly say that you aren't using palm oil. Uh, so palm oil is, uh, I mean, palm oil itself, the product is, is all right, but the industry behind it is a big factor in the leading, um, one of the leading factors in deforestation and loss of habitat for orangutans and other endangered species. So uh, it's really a big part of our um, product and a really big part of our business to not be contributing to that. And to well, give people it, it an seems option, that Essence, to, oh, I'm sorry? Oh, and to obviously give people an option, um, a palm-free option. A palm-free option. Well, Essence by Noble seems to have a very, very large conscience. And uh, and it's interesting. Uh, what What got you going with soaps uh, as opposed to any other number of things that you could have been uh, very conscientious about and biodegradable and all of that. How, I mean, how soaps? Well, I mean, like about 10 years ago, it was just out of random curiosity. They took a community course in soap making and I was doing it as a hobby for a long time. Um, And then I met my partner, Jay, and I taught her how to make soap. And we uh, did that in like 2016 
um, and she like really um, put the inspiration for sustainability into the project and everything. And we ended up running out of like making so much soap together that we ran out of like friends and family to gift it to. So we had to start a business to start selling it. <laughs> so initially, if you were related to Aaron Rustand, you expected a fine handmade soap for your birthday or Christmas presents or whatever other holidays you were giving gifts for. That's fascinating. Other than soap, are there any products that you think we should know about? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, people really seem to love our deodorants and our lip balms. Um, they're both made in the biodegradable tubes. And our lip balm is uh, made with only three ingredients, so it's super simple. And uh, the tubes are safe for home, com- home composting. So, Well, you're killing me. What are the three ingredients in your lip balm? Uh, the three ingredients are just coconut oil, candle wax, and grapeseed oil. I didn't get the second one. Coconut oil, grapeseed oil, oh, and? And uh, candle wax. Oh, all right. A little bit of wax in there. Very good. Do you have a favorite product that you make? Or I'll make it even simpler, maybe. Uh, A favorite fragrant soap? Uh, Sure, yeah. Um, I really like our um, eucalyptus and blood orange soap. It has a little base of lavender, and it comes with activated charcoal on it. And it's, uh, I think it looks really cool. The activated charcoal is great for your skin, and um, I think the scent profile is, is amazing and unique. The scent profile. All right, interesting. Do you do special soaps, like now, around the holidays? Um, we do occasionally have, like, um, products or soaps that we like to do during the holidays or soaps that do better during the holidays. Um, one right now we have, it smells like um, people contributed to like uh, like a licorice or an anise cookie. And people love um, the muscle memory, I guess, you know, it just reminds people of cooking anise cookies um, with their grandma during the Christmas time. Yeah, that uh, that gave me a good shot of feeling for the holidays. Uh, that anise or, and or licorice, uh, always very nice. This is a, a sidebar One of the ice cream companies, and I don't know if it was Baskin Robbins, I don't know who it was, but years ago, they had a black licorice ice cream, and it was so good, and I've never seen it again. That's just as a thought that came to my mind when you mentioned licorice. Uh, But anyway, uh, that really had nothing to do with what we're talking about, except that that's the way my mind works when I I think about things like this. What's the growth... uh, uh, projection for Essence by Noble. What comes next for you? Uh, So I think ahead, we're looking forward to a busy season next year and possibility of opening a permanent storefront of our own in Detroit. Um, Immediately, though, I think it's time to get into the studio and just start jamming out on products so we're ready for the uh, 2022 season. And I can understand, you know, when some people are saying, why do you want to spend money on bricks and mortar if you're doing just fine online, which, by the way, Don't let me forget to ask uh, where people reach out to you other than, of course, uh, at the downtown Detroit shops right now for the holidays. But uh, you do really have a product that people want to come in, see, feel, and smell. So I I understand the the urgency for a storefront in, in, I'm presuming it'll be in downtown Detroit. Uh, Yes, we're looking in Detroit. And uh, I think, like, yes, absolutely um, touching and smelling soap is very important when you're purchasing a product like that. Yeah, it would. I think that would go a long way in helping people make their decision. It's that kind of uh, connection that you want to make. So uh, online, in the meantime, unless they come down and see you at the D- downtown Detroit shops, 
what's the online connection? Sure. So we can be found on uh, social medias at Essence by Noble and online at EssenceByNoble.com. Um, and then we uh, do try to stay busy with uh, markets and events. So um, outside of the um, downtown Detroit shops there, uh, hopefully we'll be, you'll be able to find us in person, too. All right. Uh, downtown Detroit shops a first stop. But if you're not going to be able to get down, down there, oh. hopefully you will, because there's so many great uh, experiences and opportunities you won't find anywhere else uh, other than at the downtown Detroit shops right now. But EssenceByNoble.com. EssenceByNoble.com. And uh, I suspect you have gift packs and other things uh, all set for the holidays uh, in front of us. Oh, we have plenty of gifts for anyone that, that wants them, absolutely. Very good. Aaron Rustan, owner of Essence by Noble. Thanks for joining us, Aaron. Yeah, thanks a lot. As we continue on Opportunity Detroit. It's no secret around here that I love pizza. You you might be in the same boat, uh, but I have to tell you, I, I, I'm almost like a pizza expert, but nothing like our next guest on Opportunity Detroit. From the age of 10, he started making pizzas in his aunt's basement. His first job was in a Detroit pizzeria in 1968. He has since worked in every type of pizzeria, coal oven, carryout, delivery, Detroit, and New York-style restaurants. Born and raised in Detroit, he loves spending time with his kids and now grandchildren as well with over 50 years of pizzeria ownership experience under his belt. It's such a pleasure to speak with Anthony Sacco, operating partner of Moots Pizzeria and Bar. Tony, how are you? I'm great, thanks. Nice to hear from you, Paul. Well, it's nice to talk to you. You know I love, and I don't think that's putting it too strongly, I love your Moots Pizza. I do indeed. And now, in January of 2019, uh, you opened Moots Pizzeria and Bar uh, yourself, uh, Nick Sacco, Lisa and Dean Walters, Jason Pace, and you've been uh, you've been into pizza all your life, and you have come up with, I think, at least for my taste, the perfect pizza. Well, thank you, and I, I appreciate that. You know, you know, it's, it's all the pieces came together on this project. I've been doing it all my life. I, I've had a passion for downtown Detroit. Never thought I'd see it come together the way it has. So I'm really happy to be a part of it. And this project, all the pieces fell fell together great. With uh, from the design aspect, I brought in a Detroit, I'm sorry, New York pizza a guru that helped me create my menu and my recipes. Um, the location, everything about it just felt fell together great. Well, there you were at 1230 Library Street, downtown Detroit. Truly, uh, truly great pizza made in Detroit. What was your reaction to the big deal as of late that's been made of what's being called Detroit-style pizza that's being put out by big chains around the country? You know, it's, it's been around a while. Of course, me being in a pizza business, I've been very aware of it. It is a good product. Uh, I do have pizzerias that, that do sell that product. Um, it's just a worthy product to, uh, to promote, for sure. Although, that's not what we do here at Moots. We do a completely different process with our dough, so I wouldn't want to intermingle it with a Detroit-style pizza. We, we we really think, and I lived in New York for five years, and they're big on pizza. In fact, it was rather astounding back in the day when I was living in New York in the 80s, really. There wasn't a, a, 
a chain. There was not a pizza chain like the ones we know and some that were born proudly right here in Detroit, whether it be a, a, a Domino's or Little Caesars or Jets or Hungry Howie's or all that. They had individual pizza shops like John's of Bleecker Street and any number of others that are like Moots Pizzeria and Bar. And you do, there at 1230 Library Street, downtown Detroit, you do serve a spectacular, what's been become known as New York-style pizza. Yes, thank you. And it's not New York style, Paul. It's a New York pizza. Not to be confused with a style. All right. <laughs> you got me on that one. So forget about this New York style stuff. This is a New York pizza. <laughs> it's the authentic thing, for sure. Well, good for you. And, of course, you've got yeah. the starters that people want, the salads, the pastas, the hoagies, the desserts, full-service bar. And and Moots Pizzeria and Bar has always had a relaxed atmosphere, just under 100 seats, if I recall. But, man, oh, man, to get smacked in the face with, with a relatively new company uh, starting in 2019, the Moots Pizzeria and Bar, smacked in the face with COVID, and you're still standing, but you got to feel a little wobbly. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny because being downtown Detroit, you know, you rely on all the sports, the theaters, the uh, concerts the office workers, and pretty much all that disappeared. So you would think it'd be really doom and gloom. But um, fortunately, our carryout's been, been doing very well. And I don't know if it's people coming in from the suburbs or uh, the local business we're getting, but uh, we've been, you know, I've been very pleased that we're able to float um, as we have. Well, God bless you for that. Uh, look, as a small business, uh, there are a million challenges just having a small business. But you throw in this pandemic, and it's it's deadly. And it's, it's frankly, we've had, I don't know what the latest figure, over 3,000 restaurants that just couldn't survive, just couldn't make it. And now you're open again and open to seating inside, but you're held to 25%. And it's very hard, I would think, for uh, without a lot of your carryout business, very hard to to survive on 25%. Uh, occupancy. Yeah, well, that that is true. You know, because of our carryout um, business, and we we did. Uh, our landlord is uh, Dave Gilbert's Bedrock, and they've been very accommodating. They they actually put a couple of pergolas that are heated out in front of our restaurant, so we were able to do some outdoor seating, and that helped us quite a bit as well. Fabulous. So, with between that, the carryout, and even the twenty five percent, since we're already in operation, that's just going to add a little bit more. And um, yeah, it's it's a uh, yeah, we're, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. We're going to come out on the other side, I think, really strong. Well, good for you. Uh, tell me about your uh, the Barstool review for Amut's Pizzeria and Bar. Yeah, you know, um, Dave Portnoy was here uh, last year, and we knew he was here, so we were reaching out to him. And, uh, you know, he, he, uh, and he actually got back to us, and uh, he said he, he, uh, he had planned on coming to Moots. We were on his list, but he just didn't have time on that particular trip, but he would be stopping in to see us, and sure enough, he did. Oh, that's great. Boy, he's done a great job. He He's raised, uh, if I got this right, like over $33 million to help yeah, that's amazing. restaurants yeah, like I, yours. That's awesome. It's awesome uh, that he's been able to do that, and he's really putting some pressure on a lot of people to uh, come up with some money. I, I think it's amazing <laughs> what he's doing. Yes, it is. Put some pressure on these people. It, well, it's worked, uh, and it is amazing. Yeah. And it's great to see, and you've probably seen a lot of this, 
Tony Sacco with us, the operating partner of Moots Pizzeria, the culmination of from the time he was a little boy, 10 years old, making pizzas, to have finally his own pizza place, Moots Pizzeria and Bar, that opened in January of 2019 uh, with not New York style. Forget about it. Forget about it. It's not New York style. It's true New York pizza proudly made in Detroit, I think is a wonderful way to put it. At 1230 Library Street in downtown Detroit, uh, you can stop by, you can enjoy it there, or uh, most importantly, you can drive in from anywhere, get it to go, and bring it home, and it's still going to be spectacular. Anything else we need to know? No, Paul, you, you said it all. I, I very much appreciate it. I just hope you stop in and have a pizza and a beer with me one day here soon. I will absolutely do that, Tony. I promise. I'll look forward to it. Uh, we have uh, Tony... Sacco, the operating partner, Moots Pizzeria and Bar. It is revered anywhere people know anything about pizza. You can go to MootsPizzeria.com, M-O-O-T-Z, Pizzeria.com, for the best pizza. Thanks, Tony. Continued good luck to you. Thank you so much, Paul. As we continue, an opportunity to try Adamack has worked with kids since she was one. Angie is passionate about education equity, has worked toward it through her entire career. After receiving a Bachelor of Arts in Creative Writing from Ohio Northern University and an associate business degree, Macomb Community College, and began her career in the United Methodist Church, working toward empowerment of youth and young adult leadership and voices. Angie's passionate about the city of Detroit and its children. So in 2013, she switched career paths to working in nonprofits in Detroit. And after working with several nonprofits as a teaching artist or administrator, Ange landed at Arts and Scraps. And over the last seven years with Arts and Scraps, she's worked as an instructor, a warehouse assistant, and manager, associate director, and is now the executive director. In each of these roles, she brought both her creative and business skills to the table, constructing productive and efficient systems that increased connection and relationship, as well as earned and unearned revenue. This work is part of the Arts and Scraps team, has helped the organization reach its mission in deeper and wider ways, and lives, works, creates, and plays in the city of Detroit, the Executive Director of Arts and Scraps, Ange Adamak. Nice to have you back on Opportunity Detroit, Ange. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, it's our pleasure. Lots happened since we were last on. The whole pandemic has happened. <laughs> Bring me, uh, and is still happening, unfortunately. Bring me up to speed with Arts and Scraps. In fact, for that matter, for people who didn't hear you on the basically the beginning of last year, the beginning of the pandemic. Tell them what Arts and Scraps is all about. Sure. So Arts and Scraps uses uh, recycled materials to help empower the community and also uses it to teach science, technology, engineering, and math uh, to students across Detroit and Metro Detroit. Um, and through the pandemic, <laughs> we have not been able to work with as many students as usual. Usually we work with about 100,000 students a year, um, but uh, we had to shut down our programs last March. And so we've been finding new and different ways to continue to serve the community throughout the pandemic. 
Well, you would think about this uh, to our, our WJR listeners to Opportunity Detroit. We're talking about arts and scraps, uh, which has always, using those recycled industrial scraps to help people of all ages and abilities think, create, and learn, it's really been a hands-on learning and creative experience. And for these last several months, that's not been possible. Correct. Yes. Um, we did find eventually, <laughs> in about August, some ways to do programs um, over virtual uh, settings, but the challenge has been getting the materials to the students. So we actually ended up relying on a program that we started back in March, um, our creative supply kits, in order to continue to serve students and, and meet with them uh, virtually and, and continue to do that that education. It's been a, it's been a real journey. <laughs> oh, I... I... And I'll add to that, uh, you could have placed a challenge. Uh, it's, been, <laughs> yes. it's been a real journey, but it's been a real challenge. And uh, people can yeah. relate to that, Ange, because we've all faced uh, some pretty challenging circumstances and, and situations. However, you are continuing to do your work, and you're continuing to do great things for the community. Tell us a little bit about that. So, yeah, so back in March, we started the Creative Supply Kit program where we created bags of supplies that could go out to students across the city of Detroit. We partnered with uh, Mint Artist Guild and Brilliant Detroit in order to distribute those bags out into the community all over Detroit um, through the Brilliant Detroit houses. And uh, through that program, we've been able to give out over 5,000 bags of material to students all over the city and because those bags were distributed, we decided we should probably have some programming to go with it. So um, in August, we did um, the STEAM Camp in a Bag <laughs> um, program. We actually partnered with five other small organizations and uh, did virtual classes every day of the week um, for two months um, so that students could have uh, interesting and fun hands-on activities to uh, go along with their bags of materials. Um, and then back at home at our community store, um, we've had very limited shopping um, and curbside pickup and things like that, just doing our best to keep our staff in the community safe while still being able to get resources out into the community. And uh, one of the things that we realized is that, you know, we usually get calls asking for free materials maybe 10 times a year. And we started getting calls maybe 10 times a week. <laughs> oh, so, boy. Uh, we actually fundraised in um, December for a to create a scholarship for our community store um, so that organizations and artists and teachers could apply to come and get materials for free from our store. And we've already given out, uh, I think, the first five scholarships. Um, and we have enough for 250 organizations, teachers, artists, um, whoever's in need of, of materials. So, wow. um, yeah, it's, it's been, we've really just been trying to listen to the community, react to those needs, and, uh, and have, make that impact happen for folks. So what would you say, Ange? How could people who want to help Arts and Scraps, uh, what can they do now as we slowly but surely... Uh, transition, I hope, into a more normal time. Sure. I, I think the way that we're thinking about it is really as a kind of a hybrid world for the next 
six or who knows how long months. Um, and so we're going to continue to need funding, honestly. Um, we, we have enough for 250 uh, organizations in that scholarship fund, but really we'd love to have 500. You know, we've continued to give out creative supply kits, but as COVID has continued, um, you know, that funding has had to dry up or move other places or things like that, and the need is still there. And so um, going to artsandscraps.org and finding our donation page uh, is the most helpful way, honestly, to help us continue to impact the community um, while we go through what we're thinking is going to be kind of a, a hybrid world. I like that. I hadn't heard it quite put that way, but uh, it is going to be, uh, I mean, nobody knows for sure, but it is going to be uh, certainly different and it's going to take a long time. And so yeah. a hybrid world makes some good sense and uh, you can get more information and you can contribute and help in a variety of ways by going online at artsandscraps.org, artsandscraps.org. And what are you, what are you looking forward to the most uh, for 2021, besides being able to actually have a regular year? Sure. I think uh, what we're kind of thinking about this summer is uh, being outside and finding ways to be with people. And, you know, people are so in need of community, are so in need of being with others, even socially distanced. And so we are um, looking forward to partnering with some other nonprofits to put together some hybrid programs that are out in our parking lot or out in a park. Um, to make sure that people can be safe, um, but also find ways to connect with each other um, and, cre- and create themselves or enjoy good art, um, whatever that ends up looking like. But those are the kinds of things we're working towards um, doing for this year. Um, and, and the other pieces, we're honestly uh, looking forward to uh, expanding our virtual programs. Um, we're probably about a month out from announcing our virtual programs um, completely opening up. And uh, we've found some really cool ways uh, to make them even more engaging. And uh, we're, we're excited to be able to work with students again. We really miss working with students. I'm sure. Um, So we're looking forward to that as well. All right. Using recycled industrial scraps to help people of all ages and abilities think, create, and learn. More information at artsandscraps.org. Artsandscraps.org. The executive director, Ange Adamak. Thanks so much, Ange, for being with us. Thank you. That's it for today. Thanks to all of our guests. And we hope you'll join us Monday through Friday in the mornings from 530 to 9 at 760 WJR. Until next time on Opportunity Detroit, regards, Paul W. Smith. Paul W. Smith.